How you doing, man? Hey, good, Jordan. How are you? Dude, it is crazy this week. It's only Tuesday, and we're oh. dealing with a thousand stories that I can't keep up with. I'm with you. I've been uh, working on my next article, and I feel way behind on everything that's going on, but we got plenty to talk about today. Next devolution one, what's that, part like 54 by now? Yeah, we're, we're, we're about to 54. No, this will be part 12, and it's... 12. Um, yeah, my next two are, they're kind of, they, they go with each other. So this is like part one, and then 13 will be the second part of it. And it's all um, deep state and and how they've pretty much stolen elections in other places too. And it, it'll be pretty interesting, I think. Nice, nice. Going more yeah. global, going more... A little bit. Yeah, yeah. Topical like that on the elections. Um, you've been following this Facebook whistleblower at all? I mean, that's the thing everything's, everybody's talking about. You know, I haven't, you know, when, when I do my research and stuff, I get pretty lost in it and I stay away from everything else, but I've, I've seen it, you know, I've, she kind of looks like a, a male. I mean, there's, what would what, you say? Um, Chisel jawline me. on that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I can totally understand, man. I usually have like telegram up and gab and like all these things at the same time, taking my attention. It's sometimes you just it's have to, to cut focus. it all out to work on something. But, well, uh, what's your thought? What's your thoughts on this uh, whistleblower? I mean, do you think it's legit or do you think well, it's... I, I, I think it's a total op. Yeah, I yeah. saw that the uh, the lawyer for the whistleblower is the same guy that represented Lindman or Vinman during the Ukrainian thing. Yeah, a couple of Good years joke. ago. So it just looks like she's pumped out of the farm. When I watched her her interviews, she seemed so coached really? and her lines so given to her. And it's a whole like the way I see it is they're making Facebook the straw man, and by making Facebook the bad guy then they can call for, you know, it gives them like a false justification to call for more censorship and maybe even like public accountability, government oversight of uh, the tech company. So it's like an excuse to censor more. Great. Right. Interesting. That's, that's very interesting. I was wondering you know, when the, the whistleblower came out, like what would be the possible point of this? Cause I've heard other people mention the same thing. It's like a, definitely a CIA op, but I was trying to figure out what the reasoning behind it would be. Especially because Zuckerberg's so involved financially with all these, like, you know, all the people in office, you know, why would, why would he be okay with it? But it, yeah, it, it makes sense. Your theory. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she goes from what, 60 minutes to in front of Congress within 48 hours. That's yeah. like record speed. And yeah, it's definitely on the docket already. Oh yeah. I think she already has a blue check mark on Twitter and everything. It's like, <laughs> it's like there's, they're making this too easy for us. Right. I it's know. just, what day, your, so. You know, since we're on, on Facebook, what were your thoughts on the whole outages and everything? Well, I saw today, I think they blamed it on a router. I'm not, I'm not no uh, IT expert or anything, yeah. but it sounds like bullshit to me. Yeah, the, it, it was, it was weird, but I mean, Zuckerberg lost like a, a whole shit ton of money over the whole thing. So I'm okay with that, but oh it yeah, was, yeah. It, was, it was interesting. I mean, but it wasn't just Facebook. It was, there's so many issues going on yesterday. Even yeah, it was weird uh, with all the platforms, even the cell phone carriers and things like that. But yeah, yeah who, knows a router, ever, who knows? Who knows? a router. Do, do they all use the same router or something? Like, I, I, I don't get it. <laughs> That's above my pay grade. Yeah, right. <laughs> for sure. But yeah, man. I mean, we'll see. I, I'm all for Facebook being under more, you know, I would be okay with it being under government control, depending on who's in government. Yeah, Joe Biden was still in, but uh, Trump being in would be a different story. What do you think about him returning to Twitter? Trump, I mean, I'm excited for it, and I hope everybody else gets their 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 Twitter back. 
you know, I think that definitely expand our reach. But, you know, if, if everybody gets back on Twitter, are we still going to have the algorithms to, you know, silence people, you know, yeah, I'd be more worried about that too. But if, if, if people get back on Twitter and, and Trump gets back on Twitter and doesn't have any, you know, restrictions or anything limiting his speech, I, I think that's, that's going to be good for what, what I believe he's going to be exposing soon, you know, in the very near future. So I think it's a good thing. Yeah, I wonder when, if and when that's going to happen. I remember when the class action lawsuit against YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter first got announced a few months ago. The lawyer for the Institute at the press conference right after Trump spoke, he said they were going to file the injunctive relief within a few days. But that yeah. was months ago. Uh, and, uh, you know, timing is everything and all that. But yeah, I know. I, I remember seeing something like they sent, maybe it was the. Um... I don't remember, but I thought I saw like something like 21 days. If Dorsey doesn't respond, then Trump basically wins and gets back on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And obviously that time frame has come and gone. And so I'm assuming that, you know, Dorsey responded, but I haven't really heard a whole lot since then about, you know, where it's at in the lawsuit. So yeah, I'm curious what, what stages are at. I think right now, the last that I saw is that the tech companies are trying to fight to have it move to the district in, in Silicon Valley where they're at instead of where of it is in Florida. So of course they're going to try to do that, which might be why Trump's filing the injunctive relief now before uh, anything yeah. happens at that. But unfortunately slower process than we want. Yeah. It will see. But I think like, like you said, it's all about timing and I think Trump knows his timing better than anybody else, obviously. So when, yeah. when he wants to be back on Twitter, I'm sure he, he will be. Totally. Yeah. Man. What do you think about him talking about the, the vaccines. I still, uh, there, there's, Pfizer. Some, there's something to the Pfizer thing. That was, that was kind of crazy yesterday. Uh-huh. I mean, they, they've completely lost control of that narrative. You know, you, you think of the vaccine. So if, if Trump wouldn't have done operation warp speed, you know, we, we'd probably still be looking for a vaccine that still be under production or whatever. So I think it was, it was good that he did it. I think he tried to nip this in the bud, like, you know, they would have carried this out for years and years and years. And Trump gave him a reason with the vaccine, whether people agree with it or whatever is wrong with the vaccine. That's another story. But, he, you know, he gave us the opportunity to, or he gave, he took away the opportunity for the deep state to essentially use the vaccine or, or use the virus as something to keep us locked down. But they're still trying to do that anyway, even though there's a vaccine, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so whatever's going on here behind the scenes, there's definitely a purpose to it. Trump wouldn't keep bringing it up. if There wasn't, I just right. don't know what, what that purpose is. Yeah, you know, people get get their panties in a bunch and get all caught up over what Trump's saying. Uh, but on the other end, you know, it is weird that he would go out and promote Pfizer. But again, we not we don't know his motive and his method and all that, so we can't yep. be jumping to conclusions, making assumptions. I'll say it's pretty crazy that he said that, and then Project Veritas came out with their exposed Pfizer expose yeah. last night. So who knows why Trump does the things he does, but. Hey, maybe we're supposed to disagree with him. Maybe that's, you know, that's a part of the mind game. Yeah. That's here. yeah I don't know. He, he's definitely sh- shining light on it for a purpose. It's yeah. just yet to be seen what that purpose is. I think, um, doesn't Veritas have another video on Pfizer coming out like tonight or something? Or uh, you, yeah, usually they have like two or three videos from each drop they do. I can check here real quick. They usually uh, film enough for a couple. They probably yeah. do have something, uh, a part two coming out. It might be the, oh, this just came out five hours ago. James O'Keefe himself confronted one of the Pfizer scientists. Interesting. That might be it. This is just a two minute long video, but they might, yeah, they probably have more coming. 
They always yeah. do. The real whistleblowers are going to Project Veritas. I know, which is good. I mean, we need to keep getting more of that exposed. But again, big tech, as soon as something comes out, they take it off YouTube or whatever. So limiting the reach. But I think people at this point are, you know, they're searching for the, the real answers and the truth on their own. So even if big tech shuts it down, they're, they're, they're finding the truth on their own. And that's kind of where we come into play, too, is, is putting that stuff out there. Yeah, totally. 70 million people went from tele, or, uh, Facebook to Telegram yesterday i think just within the last 48 hours i saw that but my, I, I didn't see my follower numbers increase that much so i'm wondering where they all went <laughs> they but went to the also, trump coin scams bro <laughs> yeah dude, they're every, I, I saw th there's an account out there the fake john durham i mean it says it's like real john durham but he's got like 80 some thousand followers and he's selling trump coins and people are, oh you got to buy this trump coin once we have enough sold then i'll be able to release all these indictments it's like yeah John Durham's. <laughs> it's like foreign guys writing whatever the heck they can come up with just it's ridiculous it's these larp celebrity channels and trump coin scanners i just got contacted by a writer from the daily dot writing about the trump coins and will summer hit me up last week too they're all writing uh writing articles about this thing, trying to use it. You know, they're opportunists. They try to use anything they can to write, write some hit yeah. piece about Q or, or Trump support or anything like that. So it's, yeah. Have, have you been uh, contacted to sell Trump coins yet? Yeah. I've had like four or five. I've had a handful reach out to me. I got into a conversation with a couple of them and uh, the, the average offered me like 500 bucks. One guy offered me 1500 for one post. One Trump Jeez. coin post on Telegram. Yes. The people doing this are raking in the cash. That's but, crazy. Uh, yeah. And I found out. Or did that, you do it? What's up? You didn't do it, did you? No, hell no. Okay. I, I actually have been screenshotting all my conversations with these guys and posting them on Telegram, like showing people what happens. But uh, I found out that one of the guys is from Vietnam. I got his the phone number he was using for Telegram. He didn't make it private. It was public. And I checked out the caller code and it was from Vietnam. What the heck? Yeah, but he told me he was from Macedonia, like Eastern Europe. So they're total, <laughs> they're just bullshitters and and they don't care what's on the channels. Like they'll just, they're just people looking for money. So it's, yeah. it's bad. You have to take your insider info to Project Veritas, do a Trump coin, expose <laughs> Trump coin. <laughs> Dude, it's sad though too. I had a woman just email me and she's like 80 years old. And she said she got scammed by these Trump coins and she wants to return them now, but it's hot. You're not going to be able to return these things, right? How are you going to find the foreign guy on Telegram that yeah. owns these channels getting, or anything like that? So it's good luck getting your money back. But yeah, it's just sad that people like fall for that stuff. And it is what it is. But yeah, tele Telegram's a blessing. Like it's, it's a great app and it's useful in so many ways, but then it's it's a curse at the same time, right? Yeah. I mean, do you see if, if you get your Twitter back, do you see yourself being on Telegram at all anymore? I would. I mean, yeah. I don't know. You know, Telegram could be useful for certain things. Uh, if we got Twitter back with no shadow banning, like yeah. perfect scenario, utopian world, no shadow banning. We could all tip each other Bitcoin for our tweets and crap, right? That'd be, oh, yeah. <laughs> that'd be sweet. Uh, no, I would be on Twitter. Yeah. Just more people there. I mean, yeah. more people there, especially people that don't have our information that could use our information. So it's, you know, it's just less of an echo chamber. So strategically and also... Uh, logistically it'd be better but yeah who knows who knows I'm we, we I, use what we can i had about a thousand followers when i got booted off of twitter i mean i had my patel account for like a week or two and uh i'd be curious to actually be on twitter when 
when you know with yeah i'd be curious like too that. like if they were to give us our accounts back how many would actually come back what's the process of even does it just turn on you can log in again like yeah what our follower can is really weird and it kind of you know there's a lot of unknowns but yeah we'll see I'm where curious. it goes from here yeah for sure hey if trump's going back there then it sounds like he won you know it's important to be there for some reason or another yeah no definitely i was gonna um ask another question um before we move on from the vaccines even though we kind of already have did, did you see the whole uh pcr thing from china yeah sales were spiking how many months two three months before yeah the whole pandemic hit at the end of 2019 did, did you watch um the sky news report out of australia it was like an hour long no i didn't watch the whole thing i have seen that sky news has been actually kind of pushing the envelope a little bit with their yeah. COVID reports and whatnot. But Which what is it, interesting because, you know, Australia is so shut down and everything. And they're so, I mean, they're losing all their freedoms. Here you have the Sky News and they're like doing the best reporting on COVID out of anybody out there. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was it's kind of it, it, interesting. It, it, it's weird, but it, it's a great um, segment. It's like an hour long and they have interviews with Trump and Pompeo and Ratcliffe and all these other people that were involved in investigating it. And, and they basically show, you know, the PCR thing. First of all, there's all these purchases and it basically proves that, you know, COVID started in like October, if not sooner over there in, in Wuhan, back when the military games were there. Mm -hmm. I mean, all these people got sick. They weren't sure what it was from, but, but yeah, it's definitely interesting. I th it's worth the watch for sure. Man. Yeah. That, like you said, that whole narrative is just crumbling the COVID oh, stuff. Yeah. So maybe that's why these Pandora papers and Facebook whistleblowers, and maybe they're trying to turn us away from COVID now because too many people are just sick of that and done with the mandates. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're losing control on pretty much every narrative they've built over the last like three, four years. You know what I mean? I right. Mean, the, the Russian collusion stuff, that's all. I mean, we already knew that was exposed, but now it's come to light with Durham's indictments and, you know, everything from that to, to COVID and, and the election theft. That's, I mean, every single narrative they've built is, is about to collapse. So that's kind of fun watching the media scramble and try to distract people with whistleblowers and, and whatnot from... Just a bunch on. of just a bunch of limited hangout, half truth bullshit trying to distract us. Yeah. To brush probably the you know more secret stuff under the rug. Speaking of Durham, did you see Kosh Patel on Sunday? I didn't. I, again, okay. I, when I write my articles, I like I, I ignore everything else. I've seen it. I know it's out there. Yeah. And I know he thinks more more indictments are coming, but I haven't actually watched that video yet. Kind of the same how I operate. You know, you just be aware of the headline, and if you need it, you can go search for it. Yeah. But uh it sounds like I it sounds like a good chance there'll be another indictment here in October. Oh really? And maybe, yeah, you know. Kosh Patel was talking about who? Durham's probably looking at the bigger fish now, like Glenn Simpson and Chris Steele and others. So good. That'd be good. Yeah, good. And hopefully I'm a few of those turn and, and flip on even bigger fish because it goes deep. One of my articles that I'm working on, not this upcoming one, but the one after that kind of plays together is I'm gonna try to map it all out, like all those players. Mm -hmm. um not just from rush you know spygate but all the way through to the election stuff because they do all fit together i mean it's definitely you can my god you can it's incredible the how the swan i mean jake sullivan was pumping the alpha bank stuff back in 2016 and now he's an advisor to biden yeah it's crazy how the swamp is so deep and so connected yeah, this whole thing has been connected. It's been pretty much one big operation to take down Trump. And uh, yeah, you'll see my next article. That's pretty much what, exactly what it's about. Nice. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. You making any graphics for it, like an actual web connecting all the players or? Well, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to try. I'm not very good, but I'm, I'm using PowerPoint to, 
Like do just the, get the a pictures. whiteboard and draw on it and then take a picture. Take a picture. And put it in your <laughs> well, I actually I do have a whiteboard that I do it on. Perfect. Ahead of time. Yeah. Nice. I think it's really messy. I have bad handwriting. So I'm gonna try to do it in a nice clean way if I can. Kind of like um the, the Epic Times, um, they did that whole Ukraine. I think map where they mapped everybody out. That's yeah. Epic times has some really good maps. They put out about FISA, the Ukraine thing, a few other things too. Yeah. So I'm gonna try to model it after that. I don't know if it'll be quite as detailed or as good, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Nice. Nice. Yeah. What else is going on? I'm trying to think, uh, we don't have our 4am talking points we get, so we got to make it up on our own. Uh, what about the, the parents? are domestic terrorists now yeah that was pretty um shocking not really surprising i guess because you kind of saw that they were they were going there but the, the fact that merrick garland uh actually put out a letter i mean if that's not going to wake people up what else everything that's been coming out is waking about waking people up at this point but as a as a parent not being allowed to go to your school board and, and see what's going on in the classrooms and and have a say in that that's just that's unbelievable i, I can't believe that that they're trying to actually do that feds are going to be at pta meetings <laughs> i know i mean they got nothing better to do. they can't you know stop actual criminals so what's it matter question There's the election also... domestic terrorists yeah <laughs> against racism theories in schools domestic just... terrorists don't want a mask it's... on your face domestic terrorists yeah it's nuts it's ridiculous do you see um uh the whole pence interview i did not really? I didn't see that one. Yeah, again, um, it, I was excited about it fits into like the whole devolution theory a little bit. Um, you know how Pence and Trump, you know, they're still like on good terms, and the media spent a while trying to build the narrative that they hated each other. And maybe it wasn't even the media. You know, maybe Trump kind of wanted to build that narrative a little bit, but the truth on that is starting to come out too. So everybody that thinks Pence is a bad guy, I'm I've never been convinced of that. So I'm not what fully convinced of that either. Yeah, yeah, there, you know, there's some of the in deeper conspiracy world, a lot of claims and allegations that Pence is a pedo. And I think there's even some fake emails floating out around there. Oh, Uh, for sure. I'm not convinced either. Yeah. And I didn't see it, but from what I was told of it by people, it just sounded like it confirmed Pence was playing a role and was probably, uh, you know, told or or to do certain things around January 6th and whatnot. So, And I think that's how it went down with a lot of people. Bill Barr is the same way. A lot of people hate on yeah. Bill Barr, but I'm convinced he was also playing a role. Barr sessions. I mean, how many people over the last? That's just how this yeah. info war has been, been conducted. When they need somebody to do a certain thing, you know, all's yeah. an illusion that we see yep. here on the surface. It's, it's the art of war. Uh, deception, disinformation. It's all. It's all got a purpose. And Trump's like the master at it. So... You never know. By the end of it, when everything comes out, there's going to be people that we thought were good guys that weren't and vice versa. That, that's what I'm, one of the things I'm most interested in and in seeing, you know, everybody in the role and, and who's actually a white hat and who's not. See if we were right about about people or not. Yeah, right. Or yeah. certain people could have been bad, had strings cut and started yeah. doing good things. It's just, it's, you know, black hat, white hat or not a black and white world, really. But yeah. And, you know, some people we might never know. We might never know the true role they played and what kind of go down in history is. Who knows? So, yeah, yeah, it's possible. And we might learn a lot from Durham with a lot of that stuff. Like I've even heard seen people lately talking about Comey might be a 
a white hat. And I don't know if I'm convinced about that, but that'd be, um, that'd be interesting, you know, learning the, you know, what actually went on with people like in those positions. Yeah. Or maybe just leveraged, you know, like Mueller yeah. too. There's for years been theories about what Mueller's job really was and all sorts of stuff. But uh, yeah, who knows? Is that who like a Q a, a thing? A, a theory on Mueller? Not really. No, no. I mean, Q is really vague with, yeah. they had to be uh, very vague with a lot of what they were saying and they were running their counter Intel stuff too. So there's even some contradictions in Q's drops and you can tell that whoever was posting his Q was just kind of messing with people. Yeah. Uh, you know, playing the, playing the info war game, but uh, sure. There's just, there's always been theories out there and people trying to get grasp whether people are white hats, black hats. So Mueller, Rod Rosenstein, I think Rod Rosenstein was doing, you know, was running some games. Yeah. I, I think I, I, agree with Kate's on that, Brian. I think, yeah, he's, I um, think, you know, when I that. just look at the photograph of what sessions bar and Rosen, Rosenstein during Rosenstein standoff, they were just all yeah. smiling, happy on yeah. stage, joking. Like they knew something was up. They were all yeah. on the same team. Yeah. No, I'm with you there. Yeah. You, you excited about uh, Vegas coming up? I am excited about Vegas. It's going to yeah. be, uh, it's going to be fun. Vegas isn't really my scene. I'm not that kind of, you know, that kind of person, but it'll just be good having everybody in the same place. And yeah, no, I'm excited too. It sounds like we got a whole hotel for, for the conference. Yeah. So there won't be anybody from the outside really there. So I, I think it'll definitely be good. Um, a good little get together. I've never really been to anything like that. So. And the first one John did, I mean, it was, it was solid. It was, I think worth the price, honestly, you know, some people look at it and go, Oh, that's pretty high. But when you, compare it to other conferences it can run twice as much and you don't get as much because food's yeah. comped there's events it's uh you know three four days worth so it's it's good and the first one john put on it was solid from how the speakers were treated to the attendance and he had the place really secure as well and we'll see we'll see what mainstream media journalists try to uh try to sneak into this one you know yeah we're gonna have to did, watch did out for those infiltrators what's up they sneak into the last one dude will summer yeah i was up in his really? face with the camera too no way <laughs> he was getting escorted out by the cops and there was uh there was a couple of other journalists that were there too yeah um they'll definitely that's, try to get into this one. that's interesting i kind of hope uh mike rothschild shows up i'd love to meet him oh man i think he's from like southern california which isn't too far away so yeah, yeah that'd be interesting because i'm actually going to mention him in my speech so Roth, Rothschild. Yeah. Mike Rothschild. Oh. Yeah. I just saw something posted about uh that whistleblower that she only joined Twitter this month and she's already like verified and and everything. She just There's, joined. That's so, that's so fishy. She and this, joined October, this month is October. only five days in. Come on. Yeah. So yeah, this whole thing is just I gotta reeks. find her account. 